Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple and true gift of grace. God can transform a homosexual, a lesbian, as much as he can, a drunk or a good moral pagan. God's in the business of saving people, not condemning people. It's a strange way for him to act when judgment comes. He waits, he waits, he waits. He's hoping to turn that you're the only that can say, I quit. I quit sinning. I need help. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Stubborn, hard-headed, strong-willed. These are just a few ways to describe someone who chooses to walk their own way, a way that leads them away from the grace of the gospel. Today on Simple Truths, Pastor Xavier takes us back to the book of Romans for a closer look at what happens when someone hardens their heart toward the gospel. Romans chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 18 through 32. The message entitled, The Evil and Darkness of Man. Paul gives us here the rebellion of mankind rejecting God by the sin of unbelief from three vantage points. First, man is inexcusable for a sin of unbelief. Verse 18 to almost the end of 21. Secondly, man is reaping to his sin of unbelief. The remainder of 21 to 23. Notice 21. Man became vain in his thinking. As a result of rejecting, denying, and acting contrary to the knowledge of God, he possessed, but became futile in their thoughts. God created man to know him, to fellowship with him, and to worship him. He's turned his back on that. The Apostle Paul is saying that the result of man's failure to acknowledge God is that his capacity to perceive the things of God on the level of natural revelation become an empty conclusion that fall way short of the created potential in man. You see, when you deny God and reject God, then you have to create a whole system to explain all that you see, all that's here, your body, the mountains, everything. The natural man doesn't perceive or receive the things of God. He thinks it's foolishness, 1 Corinthians 2.14. Notice in 21 still, man became hardened in his heart to a greater degree as a result of rejecting, denying, and acting contrary to the knowledge of God God that he possessed. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Paul declares man is blind of spiritual truth. The word foolish means unintelligent, without understanding, void of spiritual discernment. The proverb contrasts the fool with the wise constantly. The foolish young man, he doesn't pay attention. You've been in life, you understand this. Young and dumb is a bad combination. The word was used by Jesus to his disciples. Are you also without understanding in Matthew 15, 16? They didn't get it. When we refuse to think right, it brings about the loss of ability to think. Think about that. Your brain's a muscle. You don't use it, you lose it. Simple. That's why most people die real quick after they retire. They don't stay busy. Yeah, stay busy. The same word is found in verse 31, translated undiscerning. We'll get to that. This is one of the characteristics of sinful man, living in rebellion against God. Now, notice Paul declared that foolish inability to discern spiritual things is related to the heart of man. This is the heart of the problem, the heart of man. The word hard cardia is used for the seat of intelligence. 
the intellect, the emotions, and the will. The place of moral choice, decision-making. The intellect of natural man is at war with God. What's nothing to do with God. The emotions of natural man are subject to their own desires and pleasures to please themselves and abuse others, and others will abuse them. We manipulate people. The will of natural man is all about him, the trinity of darkness, me, myself, and I. <laughs> no room for anyone else. Now, the will of the natural man is all caught up with himself. Listen to Ephesians 4, 17 and 18. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. The heart of man is darkened. Notice that. And when you don't have light, you can't see. And when you don't have light, you don't have life. Those are basic things. If you're a biologist, you understand this. Now notice 22. Man professes himself to be wise as a result of rejecting, denying, and acting contrary to the knowledge of God that he possessed. Always what he possesses in spite of that. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Paul reveals that the, the vain and distorted view of man has about himself is self-defeating here. Professing to be wise. The word professing simply means to affirm or to allege. Notice the word wise, sophos. It means skill, cultivated learning. Having the ability to come to the right and best conclusion. That's the best definition of wisdom. You can uh, assimilate, accommodate, judge it. This is the best decision. That's wisdom. Now notice Paul reveals the self-deception of man about himself. They became fools. The basic problem is clear. This is the result of man now being in greater darkness. Since man is now able to perceive the things of God, or not to see them, I mean, then he goes into greater darkness. Since the end result will be that he perceives in and of himself of all he is, and he's wrapped up in his own glory. It's, it's all they see. The outcome is, in reality was that they became fools. And the word means to be silly. We get our word moron from it. I like that. Dull, sluggish. The scriptures are clear as to the difference between the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God is throughout the scriptures. Different as night and day. Now look at 23. Man changed the glory of God into images as a result of rejecting, denying, and acting contrary to the knowledge of God he possessed. They changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Amazing. It must grieve God. Notice Paul declared man manifested the fruit of his foolishness. Man swapped the creator for the creation, exchanging the glory, doxa, splendor, brightness, majesty of God for fallen, marred creation. It's like if you as a young lady have these big diamonds, and you exchange it for dirt clots. Who would do that? Man, here's God. Man says, I'll take creation. Wow, what a fool. A man concludes there is no value and worth in a holy, incorruptible God seeing more value and worth in a corruptible man and animal. As I say, we kill a baby in the womb by many different forms, and yet we'll spend billions of dollars to save a stinking whale. 
man concludes this because he is so far from God, being spiritually depraved, spiritually blind, and spiritually rebellious. Now notice man has rejected the invisible and incorruptible God and replaced him with visible and corruptible images and animals, degrading the nature of God, degrading the created order of man, and degrading the worship of God. The list is in a descending order. Don't miss it. Man has gone from monotheism, one God, to polytheism. Now, some of you kids are in university, junior colleges. Your anthropological studies will tell you that man began with many gods and refined to the one God. We started with one God, and we corrupted ourselves to many gods. Man went from the worship of God to the worship of self and creation. The prophet Jeremiah charged Israel with the folly in chapter 2. My people have forsaken, have committed two evils. They have forsaken the fountain of living waters and have hewn out for themselves sisters, broken sisters at best, that can hold no water. Which, what do you want to drink out of? A running stream or a muddy hole? Man chooses the muddy hole. Wow. And look at 30, 24 through 32. Man has given up for his sin of unbelief. 24 and 25, God gave man up to their sinful lifestyles of uncleanness. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their own bodies among themselves. Paul, in verse 24, declares a verdict, the verdict of God over rebellious man. Listen carefully. He says here that the phrase given up there, it means to be delivered or given up to the hand of another or one's own power. Three times God says he gives them up. Verse 24, 26, 28. Each one going lower and lower, as we'll see. Progressive, downward, degrading in the lifestyle. God gave man over to uncleanness. The word uncleanness means perversion, impurities of lust in general, usually sexual in nature, and found with fornication, pornea. Ephesians 5, 3 puts them together. Okay? Often depicting lewd pornographic drawings and carvings on walls or furniture. Very corrupt. Nothing new. Now, this is, these first two depict acts. Now, notice the source of this craving is the heart of man due to being given up to its power. So you reject God. He says, all right, I honor you. Remember Pharaoh? He kept hardening his heart. Then God hardened his heart. Every time you reject God, he strengthens your rebellion. Okay, I, I honor your rebellion. Go ahead. But you get worse. The end result is that they dishonor their own bodies. Look at that. Among themselves. The consequence of such a lifestyle is due to God's wrath as the continued hardness of their hearts and grows more depraved. So this is not God's doing. It's man's doing. God respects your choice. Look at 25. Paul declared the reason for God giving them up to uncleanness. Who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forevermore. They exchanged the truth of God for the lie. The article is there. The truth of God is that man is to worship and serve him who is blessed forevermore that God may bless him. The article again, the truth, indicating God's revelation. He has made it known to us, but man rejects it. Ah, it's just a book. Ah, that's your interpretation. Four times it is mentioned that they changed God's intended design. Verse 23, 25, 26, and 27. The lie is that man worships and serves the creature rather than the creator and is under his wrath and damnation. Notice the article again, the lie. 
It also has that article. It could be an allusion to Satan's conversation with Eve. If you, you will not surely die. Remember that? For God knows in the day that you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That same lie, right? That we don't need God. That we can be God. The idol is nothing. As you know, Psalm 115, 1 through 8, says that has eyes he can't see, has hands he can't handle, has feet he can't walk, and those that worship him become just like them. They're spiritually blind, deaf, and crippled. I came out of idolatry, Catholicism, worshiping virgins, saints, everything else, altars. God says that's idolatry. I was just like them, deaf, blind, and crippled. Simple. God is spirit. You worship him according to his word. You don't bow down before an idol or anything else. You worship him according to his word. Notice 26 and 27. God gave them up to a degrading lifestyle of vile passions now. It's downward. Paul declares the verdict of God again first regarding the woman. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. It's interesting he puts the woman first, because the woman holds society together when she's in the home and believes in God and all that. But once the woman's torn out of the home, doesn't believe in God, she becomes more depraved than man sometimes. The phrase vile passion means and describes more than mere evil lust, but a diseased condition that is ungoverned or out of control. After all, passions. The charges they exchange the natural use sexually for other women, which is contrary to nature, lesbianism. A perversion of God's created design. Leviticus 18, 20, 13 tells you against homosexuality, whether it be male or female. God prohibits it. All right? It's unnatural. Redefining God's design, reversing God's function for the woman, and resulting in confusion and disorder to society. That's what we have today in America. Notice 27. Paul declares the verdict of God regarding the men next. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning in their lust for one another with uh, men with men, committing those what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. The men fall in the same category, vile passions, by the word likewise. That's indicated. Their sin is likewise dishonorable, and inordinate, disgraceful. Notice in 27, the charge is they left their natural heterosexual relationship with women for homosexual relationships. The word natural, natural, there's the fit. Right and left, up and down, light and dark, male and female. Natural. Their sin is described, listen, burning, to set on fire, and their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful. This is God's word. On homosexuality. Whatever you think about it, you have to agree or disagree with God. It's up to you. But even natural order tells you it's wrong. The physiological consequence of such a lifestyle, we, don't, we can't even discuss the things that happen and the consequences medically and all that. It's wrong. It's not a choice. It's a perversion. A perversion of God's creation, redefining God's design, reversing God's function for the man and resulting in confusion and disorder in society. Now notice the consequence of such a lifestyle is stated clearly. They receive to themselves the penalty, meaning recompense, their reward, 
the reaping to such a lifestyle. If you drink, 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 you get cirrhosis, don't blame the beer companies. You made the choice. You smoke and crack, don't blame the guy who sold it to you. There's consequences down the road, ladies and gentlemen. The lifestyle we pick. The reason is given by the word error, which means wandering, roving, diverting. They've deviated from God's instruction, from God's word, from God's way. They've chosen to them for themselves to choose. They know better. The commentary of Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is, listen, which was due, meaning fitting. This speaks of the consequence of God giving them up to vile passions, which, again, medically is horrendous. Look at 28 through 31. God gave them up to debased or reprobate minds. The final giving up is the result of their not wanting to retain God in their full and complete knowledge they possess. They refuse to approve God as God, so God refuses to approve them. Simple. He's holy. Look at 28 there. The phrase, the base mind, means the mind that is disapproved and incapable of discharging the function pertaining to the things of God. In other words, it's so, your mind is so messed up and the way you're thinking, your worldview, that you couldn't even think properly if you wanted to. The word debased means not standing the test, not approved. The test is the word of God for mankind according to his design and his standards. Notice the result is that they end up doing things that are not fitting, which means appropriate, contrary to God's design. Every form of ungodly thought, word, and deed. You know it. We used to be there, all of us. Look at 29 through 31. The natural outcome is degeneration. On a continuing downward spiral of sin, manifesting a life that is full of unrighteousness towards and with one's fellow man in society. The phrase being filled means filled to the top. This is the ongoing lifestyle in sin. To the fullest. You live it to the fullest. You remember? <laughs> Party for two or three days. Don't even eat. Don't even sleep. They come home and say, oh, that was great. That's living. No, that's dying. You're really committed to it. I used to be like that. The tense, by the way, is the perfect participle, past completed action, having present results. Wow. This is where they feel comfortable. This is where they're at home. Now notice the end of 29 there, the second half, down to 31, the list of sins, of thoughts, and of deeds of unrighteousness that characterize the depraved man are listed here apart from God. This one of, uh, it's one of many New Testament lists. This has 23 in number. And these are manifestations of the work of the flesh in Galatians 5. The man who doesn't know God. The woman doesn't know God. The list begins with the misuse and abuse of the most sacred uh, gift between husband and wife. Sexual immorality, which is fornication, dealing with every aspect of sexuality, not limited to sexual intercourse, but everything. And today we live in a world that is depraved sexually. Incredible. The adult industry of pornography and all that and all these films, the billion, trillion dollar industry, that means there's a lot of customers. Simple. The word pornea, again, we get our word pornography from it. Then he says, wickedness first. It means inclination to evil and taking pleasure in it. Covetous means a desire to have what someone else has. Maliciousness means a disposition to injure and get revenge. 
Full of envy means jealousy for what others have. Murder, the taking of a life. Strife is arguing always. Deceit is to disguise the truth so that you can fool someone. Evil-minded means to hurt others just for pleasure. Whispers means gossipers, slanders, and secret. Backbiters, it means speaking evil of one another. Haters of God, irreverence, hatefulness to one God. I can believe in many gods, but one God, no, I hate it. Violent, uncontrollable, destructive outbursts. Proud refers to arrogance of man's self-confidence. Boasters, self-exaltation, their achievements and abilities. Look at me. Inventors of evil things refers to anything that discredits God or man and corrupts man. Disobedient to parents means unruly and unsubmissive to the most natural authority. How this is so prevalent in our nation today. Undiscerning means without understanding. Untrustworthy means a person not of his word, literally not of covenant. He said, oh yeah, I'll pick you up in 10 minutes. They're not there for an hour. You can't trust them. Unloving means without natural affection regarding the family. We kill our children in the womb. We leave our husband. We leave our wife. We abandon our children. We're not parents. No family love. Unforgiving refers to refusing to release a person when there's genuine repentance. You hold a grudge against them. Unmerciful means having a lack of compassion and pity for those who are downtrodden. Wow, what a list. Look at 32. The guilt of man is not only in committing such acts, but in enjoying them in others. Knowing the righteous judgment of God that such are deserving of death, he says there. Not only do they do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Man is responsible to God. He's accountable to God. And the wrath of God is revealed from heaven by giving man and women up for their sinful lifestyle and unbelief. But it's a degrading giving up. The most corrupt of all person is not void of the knowledge of God. They just refuse to acknowledge God and his standards. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Listen carefully. He says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. You got that? But here's the good news. He tells them, And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. God can transform a homosexual, a lesbian, as much as he can a drunk or a good moral pagan. God's in the, in the business of saving people, not condemning people. It's a strange way for him to act when judgment comes. He waits, he waits, he waits. He's hoping to turn, but you're the only that can say, I quit. I quit sinning. I want, I need help. The judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah is no myth. It's inscribed for us. Listen to the words of God against Sodom and Gomorrah. It says, and the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, he was going to go down there with the two angels. Whoa. Man has given up for a sin of unbelief. And man gets worse and worse and worse until he turns. And so Paul has revealed to us all mankind rebellious, rejecting God for the sin of unbelief. Man is inexcusable for a sin of unbelief. Man is reaping to the sin of unbelief, and man is given up for his sin of unbelief. 
Are you in unbelief? I hope you repent. You don't have to remain there. Pastor Xavier Reese with a poignant reminder that God's grace is available to all who are willing to accept it on His terms. And if you'd like a copy of today's message for further study or to pass on to a friend, it's titled, The Evil and Darkness of Man. You can request a CD for just $4. And this includes what we heard the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is The Evil and Darkness of Man. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com